0: Hi, this is Amy's mom, Sarah, and you are listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J.
1: Welcome to Chasing Dreams podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, Chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Hey,
2: Dream Chasers. This is Amy J. And thank you so much for tuning into Chasing Dreams, episode 135. And so this is uh, a special episode. My mom is here. I'm very excited. I can't stop smiling. My, my sister is here in the room for moral support, just to kind of be there. But um, so you guys are going to meet my mom today. So Sarah Joshua, she is here. Hi, Ma.
0: Hi, Amy. <laughs> ah, it's an opportunity.
2: Yep. Mommy, were you nervous when I asked you to be on the show? I don't know what you're going to ask, but I will answer my very best. <laughs> so, Mommy, a lot of the people don't know my background in detail or where I'm from. Where
0: Where did you grow up? I grew up in a small town called Khoi that is in South India. And so, South India, Kerala. South India, Kerala. So, we are from Kerala. We are Malayali. Of course, I'm Malayali. Born Malayali, I'm still Malayali. <laughs> That's a valid point.
2: And, and so, me, when you grew up, how big was your family? Because everyone seems to be surprised when we tell them, I have a lot of cousins here and a lot of cousins in India. Because, you know, my dad's side, Chacha's side is huge. Seven brothers and sisters.
0: What about your side? My side is large family, just like Chacha. We are eight in the family. I'm the, elder, I'm the youngest. My older brother, actually, we have only four left now. I have two sisters and one brother alive. But we were a large family, and I have so many, so many cousins, nieces, nephews all over the country.
2: And back in India itself, right? Itself, yes. So I mean, when you were growing up with these, you're the youngest of eight. And so there, there's a variety of age differences between you and your brothers and sisters. A lot of, very large difference. Between them, right? Because yeah. You are actually the same age as some of your nieces and nephews, right? Yeah. One of my nephews and one of my nieces is older than me. But they don't, here's the interesting thing about that. They don't treat you as if you were younger, though. They treat you as though you're, you're
0: the aunt. They always do. They give me respect and love. And they call me in, back in India, they call a mama. That's a word that you use. It. It's so, older sister? Oh, and, and my older brother's son, he's older than me, two years older than me, but he called me a mama. That means the respect.
2: <laughs> and they all do that. They right? all do that. And then, you know, we've, we've, we do that with our, uh, me and my sisters also do that. We continue that tradition. Yeah. Um, so when you grew up, mommy, what was a day in your life
0: like? What was it like in your childhood? Childhood is not, no comparison when you grew up in, in that small town. We had to work so hard. And actually, when I was going to school, I had to go to uh, my brother. Actually, he has a business with um, milk company and he had a lot of buffaloes and uh, milk company means we had to go to different houses and collect milk and bring it home. And he will take it to the different um, stores in restaurants, and other places. So early morning, uh, also we had a lot of buffaloes and cows and all that. So we had to feed them. We had to collect, um, the feed them in the morning. So my mom used to get up, I think she always get up around four thirty, five o'clock and start uh, collecting all these food and 13 buffaloes at home. Then I had to go to a different house and collecting all this milk. And of course, my older brother also, they also go and collect so much milk and then after collecting, I had to go to school. You know, sometimes I hardly have time to do my homework. And then I come home and take a bath. And also we had to take lunch. You know, the lunch, the, usually we don't have that much meat or anything like that. What we have is rice and one vegetable and wrap it in the plantain leaves. And really that was so tasty though. And nothing like here. But anyway, you know, that's all past. Then I finished my high school. Then I came to Mumbai for nursing.
2: So when you were doing nursing, was that something you always wanted to do?
0: Not always. I don't know. It happened that way. In Back in India, either you become a teacher or you go to nursing and you become a nurse. I think um, that's a two options, I think, when I was growing up. Then when I came to Mumbai for nursing, I liked it. God, it was so nice. And they, the first stipend, they give you 55 dollars. I mean, 50, of course, 55 rupees. And that was a big income. Every month you get 55. Then uh, after, you know, nursing school, uh, three and a half years. In a general nursing, three years. And uh, six months, uh, midwifery. Then I worked two years in Mumbai, then um, then I came to then I got an opportunity to come to America. You know, actually my cousin brought me here. That was I don't know whether that was a dream, but it was a better opportunity. I'm so happy I'm here.
2: So you never had plans to come to America though.
0: Well, you know, when you are in nursing school after you became a nurse, people go to different places. You know, they go to Dubai, Moscow, Saudi Arabia, you come to America, you know, so go to different places, you know, because it's all better opportunity. You're looking for your future. That's true. I mean, so
2: so you came to America. Was it, what did you expect coming here?
0: Oh, my God. Making money. <laughs> 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 that that was because in Mumbai, you know, I remember that when I was staff, three hundred fifty rupees that I was making, and people told me that if you go to America, you can make ten thousand rupees, you know, working there for one month, and you know, of course, you know, so hard work It's no comparison, Mumbai and uh, America.
2: So, for to put that into context, guys, around fifty at that time probably it was like fifty rupees was a dollar.
0: Yeah, it was 10, uh, uh, I think it was 10 rupees, oh no, no, 10, uh, what is that? Oh, I don't remember how much it was, but I think it was 8 rupees, I think. One dollar was 8 rupees. At that time? At that time, yeah. Wow. Uh, Or maybe less, I can't remember right now though. But anyway, you know, you made more money, then after you came to America, then you had to make sure that you get your license. If you don't have the license, it's nothing. And first, I was working as a nursing tech, I mean, nursing assistant. Oh my God, it was so much hard work. You had to give bath. And, you know, which, after you become a nurse in, in, in India, you don't have to give bath. Here, you had to do everything. And I made like a dollar per hour. And I feel like, God, oh, you know, compared to what I made at that time and now. But, that, but that, that was 1970. 1975. I came okay. to 1975,
2: July. Again, guys, just trying to put it into context uh, of what we're talking about here. So, Wami, you got married about two, three years after, after you came. That, yeah. Right? Yeah. To Chacha.
0: Chacha. And so we had... It was an arranged marriage. You know, it was like, you know, we saw, then we got married in three weeks. But Mumbi, Tacha also said no the first time, didn't he? So he said, um, actually, I said no. I you said no? Yeah, I mean, I was not ready at that time. You said no the but first we time. But waited for six, seven months. But he was talking to someone. He saw at least like a three, four girls during that time. And nothing worked out, though. Then one day, my cousin was telling me that, uh, why don't you call Grace? You know, my friend and my cousin, of course. And uh, that to find out whether the ch- uh, Jay got married or not. Then I called, and then she told me, yeah, they, you know, the proposal is going and uh, he may be getting married soon. I said, okay, then he will be married. But she called me the next day and she told me that proposal didn't work out.
2: And when we say we didn't work out, Mamit, didn't Chacha say that he got a telegram? Yeah, uh, saying that that uh, don't uh, proceed. So it, it's a, it's an interesting story in that sense. Is that Chacha didn't get the blessing of a family elder who we respect and love, our th- beloved Thirmanyapichin, who said, you know, do not proceed with that marriage. Mm-hmm. And so he was available again. And then Mummy comes, and that proposal happened. And did Thirmanyapichin bless
0: that? Yeah, he blessed it. He said that this is a God's will. That's right, guys, that's, and that's yeah. why I am here with you today. Yeah. That Thanks, Thirmanyapichin. Yeah. Yeah, things work out, you know, because uh, that was meant for me, I guess, you know. Yeah, after thirty-nine years, I'm saying that now. Yes, in July you celebrate
2: forty years. Yeah, can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) So, mommy, when you came, you're doing the nursing. You have three beautiful, lovely kids. Wasn't our life a little bit different
0: from that of India? It's very, very, very different, the children growing up and i when I was growing up, and my children growing up it's very different, you know because they had all these luxuries here and and one thing I want them to have is the very best the education we you know I was working night shift, and i even i didn 't sleep, I always make sure I take them for gym class, karate class, cooking class, library. Library was one of my favorite. Even I used to sleep in library because they were reading at that time. And by the time I come home, I have like a 25, 30 books in my backpack. People look at me like, what's wrong with this lady? Why is she taking all these books? <laughs> and this for my children, you know, they are from Gina, Jamie, and Amy. They all read, 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 read. Then I make them write words three times. Sure enough, so, guys. And when if we got it wrong, it was five times. Yeah, five times, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to make them that they get the education the very best.
2: Is that what you wanted for us? Like when you came and you were you, we were born and you look at me and Jamie, because I was a surprise kid, guys. You look at me and Jamie, and what was it you wanted for us as we grew up?
0: And I, I don't think I had anything in their mind. And I think the children should... Uh, Their will, because you cannot force them to do. Actually, Amy, you know, I I, I told Amy that maybe chemical engineering or something. Mm -hmm. But Amy did like that, and Amy took uh, computer science. Then Jamie, the same way, you know, I want something different for Amy. Yeah, Jamie, and Jamie decided that what she likes. So, you know, I have learned the hard way that what our children likes to do, because you cannot force them to do what you wanted them to be. So that is one thing that I learned because they will succeed if they want, whatever, you know, make them interested. So Otherwise, what we're passionate about.
2: Yeah, we, we, we definitely did that. And growing up though, the one thing you did emphasize the most was education. Yeah. So was there a, a plan for that, that you had, you and Chacha? Do as we were growing up, you, you very, school was one of the most important things, you know, even though we did all these other activities and we participated uh, I remember report cards, straight A's, and, and then just kind of, you know, getting the Nintendo and stuff like that. Did you have any plans for us in? How do I say it? Did you want us to get a
0: PhD? Actually, uh, Jamie, when uh, yeah, yeah, because this um, you got the scholarship from um, UMBC. UMBC. What was the scholarship? Meyerhoff. Oh, I got the Meyerhoff. And that was one of the expectations that, you know, that you need to continue the, that PhD program mm-hmm. because then only the well, Meyerhoff scholarship will, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember uh, getting that
2: acceptance letter. Yeah. And we were in your room. You, you had just taken a nap because my mom worked, uh, worked, not now, but at that time was working night shift. And so she had, was taking a nap and the mail had come in. And so we had woken her up from her nap because she was about to go to work. And we were sitting on the bed when we prayed and then we opened it. And
0: you were so happy. Of course, I was overwhelmed. And I said, God, I got a down to earth feeling, you know, am I deserved this? Mm-hmm. Well, it was a very, very, very humble experience and God's blessing. I said, God, you know, this is great. Am I deserved? This, this honor and I, actually I cried and I said my children God you know, this is so great and we both um, Chacha and we both prayed and uh, having the children around and we always tell them be humble and the humility and work hard because are we, can we deserve this but God gave you so make the very best out of it.
2: So we, we did pursue the PhD, or at least Jamie did. I, I, I made the effort. I applied to a number of schools. I didn't get into a PhD program, unfortunately, but, uh, you know, I got my master's in computer science. Jamie, however, went for her PhD, but she decided not to complete it. She, she settled for a master's. I don't know if settled because she did work hard for it. She earned that master's for sure. Did that surprise you when she made the phone call?
0: Um. That's something that she decided that she didn't want she didn't want to pursue. But I told her that before you come home, make sure that, you know, decide something. You have to do something for your future, something profession, because that's the only way you will succeed. Then um, Jamie came home, and I'm sure she decided before she came home from uh, Long Island, uh, Stony Brook. And I was surprised when she came home after a couple of days. Um, Jamie said, Mommy, we are going to... Law school? I said, who is this V? <laughs> and Jamie Surprise! said, Amy and Amy. And actually, Amy was finishing her uh, forensic science master's. And she only really, I think one more semester to complete. Right, Amy? Was it only one more semester or a couple more?
2: You know what? I don't remember at this time. Yeah, I but...
0: remember. And Amy had <laughs> a lot of funny stories when she come home about this forensic science and and I really, really enjoyed that was actually her second master's. And she took the masters for um computer science. Then this was a second one. And she didn't want to complete. Uh then she Jamie said, we are going to law school, I said, Well, this is something God wants you to do, then go for it. I didn't complete the the Volistic Masters science. in Forensic Science. Yeah, not completed.
2: For for sure. I didn't do that. Um for other reasons and because uh, I thought law school was a, a better choice. I wanted something that would allow me to do anything or be confident enough to do anything. And I thought law school was the way to for that. And I don't regret it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed my time in law school, which was great. And, you know, Jamie going to law school probably did play a part in that, which was surprising because I didn't see. We talked about it. There were there were signs that she was leaning towards that. But she made that decision on her own. And, you know, with with prayer and and confidence and so well she was nervous as I'll get out but she made that decision and so when we, when we all came home you have right now uh, four kids but two were lawyers and two were dentists you know Josh is always counted and so Gina also didn't have a typical progression to dental school right Gina applied to dental school yep did she get in right away? No, no, she didn't get it right away. But she got in after? The second attempt. So
0: what do you tell her? The first time mm-hmm. she, she got the waiting list, and the second time she got it.
2: So when she gets the waiting list, what did you tell her? Like, I'm sure she was upset about it.
0: Oh, I said, you know, try again. You know, God has a plan. I said, be strong. Mm-hmm. You'll get there. So the waiting list uh, made her to wait and no, no, or whatever. Yeah, she took her master's she went in the in meantime. D&J and took her master's in biology. Mm-hmm. So she had uh, one more added education and uh, that was a better chance for her. And then she applied again and got in? And she Oh, God, you know, yeah, right away. Yeah. Yeah. It was like instant. So it's
2: one of those things where for us, at least, things haven't always gone according to plan immediately. Has that ever made you doubt the path that we take,
0: no, no, no doubt. I said, "You know, they are going the right path." But only thing I always tell them that always be humble, and the humility that's a personality, regardless of the respect you give and you get, and always respect other people, and your elders, and uh, your your coworkers. Or anywhere you go, the more higher you get, you bend down. And the blessing come from that.
2: So true, mommy. So true. So, mommy. Yep. <laughs> so, mommy. Um, you recently did something different. You went back and got your bachelor's in nursing. Your BS. Yep. Did
0: you want to do that, or was that? I don't think I ever dreamed uh, ha- taking. I mean, uh, having a BSN. I don't think I ever dreamed, but. Um, now everything is very different in nursing. The girls who come in nursing, they all come with the BSN. I think in University of Maryland, 87% uh, percent of the nurses, they have this BSN. And of course, you know, they pursue master's and PhD, all those things. But then I thought about it, and um, um, actually, when my niece, she forced me, and she said, oh, Mama, you can take it. You can do it. And when I talked to uh, Joy and my children, of course, and they said, mommy, you're going to do it and you can do it. And they supported me 100% and my niece was behind this. And actually, actually, she made me to take this and uh, the support from my family, my children and my husband, Joy.
2: Mommy, was, was the fact that you were, what, what was it, Jamie, in your 60s? Yeah, when you were in your 60s, Going back to school, did that make you nervous?
0: Yeah, nervous. It, it was hard. Was it? I mean, It was very hard because then you know, I used to read, read, read till 2 o'clock, 2.30 to finish the homework. Then next morning I had to go to work and it was hard. But finish it, it was online. Finish all the courses in 12, 12 months.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I started in uh, September, then uh, it was only 13 months. 12, 13 months and I completed my BSN. And But it's like a day and work. But it's worth it. I mean, you know, you can stand up and you feel like, God, you know, you have your BSN. You're not any less than anyone else. It really makes you proud. But at my age, yeah, I feel so happy, God. I'm very, very, very happy. And, uh, and the people are taking it now, you know. So it's no fun answer now because it's really required now in nursing. Hmm.
2: As a nurse, especially uh, at University of Maryland, which is so, so busy, you see a number of people come in and out of the hospital and you've seen a number of cases, some tragic ones, some stories that just uh, may not have happy endings and some that uh, people change their life around. Seeing that and seeing what people are going through, what would you, you you always come back with the stories of how, what you're seeing and the difficulties people have. In seeing that, what would you tell someone if they were telling you that tomorrow they don't have a lot of time? What would you tell them to do today?
0: We pray for you and, you know, hoping to get better. You don't put that person down, tomorrow is your last day. You don't say that. You always have to give them hope. Because you have to place yourself in that position if something happened to you. So we always have to have a hope for a better tomorrow because otherwise you'll be so down. And, you know, when you have a patient, you always make them feel that I'm there for you. Please let me know how I can help you. In their pain, in their sadness, and holding their hand. It's really, you know, it meant a lot even for the family, you know, make them aware that anything I can help you, I'm here for you. It's a very important job. I mean,
2: it's not easy when you're, and it may not be tomorrow, maybe that they have some time, you never know. But, you know, it's not easy, I'm sure, dealing with those kinds of patients, let alone other patients uh, that you have. Is there a story that you can share of someone who, may have uh, changed your
0: life? Of course, you know, um, your daddy, your cha is a perfect example. You know, he had a open heart surgery and I was on the other side because uh, sitting on the other side is not an easy thing, you know, because I always take care of patients. But when um, I became a um, family, the patient's family, it's a very different. You know, you watch, you sense, and sometimes you may not like the way other uh, people taking care of your, you know, your family. So, you know, you really, I mean, it's very, very important taking care of your patient, uh, the compassion, and the care. You have to do your very best. And Dr. Griffith was Chacha's surgeon, and you should see his humbleness. And, you know, I always praise Dr. Griffith. His humbleness, I mean, unbelievable. When Chacha needed uh, open-heart surgery, I didn't know who was the doctor going to do it. My cardiologist said that, you know, we have somebody for you, but you have a chance you can find your own. Then I thought about, God, I don't know who we are going to find. Actually, Dr. Griffith's wife was one of my patients two months, two weeks ago. Before, Chacha went, into before the- Chacha went into surgery. And I didn't know that he was the head of the department at that time. When I found out that 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 was Dr. Griffith's wife that I took care of two weeks ago because he was so humble person. He sit at, sit at the side of the bed. And he always thought, let the nurse take care of my wife. And and he watched, he sensed how we were taking care of her. Then he found out that Dr. Griffith was a cha uh, surgeon. And when I went to see him, he said, I, uh, I told him that I want you to do my husband's surgery. And he said, that's my privilege, and and I told him that can you please do? And he said, "I will do. Take care of your husband." And he did Chacha surgery one hundred percent. And I never seen a humble doctor in my whole life. After surgery was over Thursday, um, that was February third year surgery in 90, uh, 2005. Chacha came home on Monday at eight o'clock in the morning, and For all the people, and he gave me his cell phone number, and he told me that, Sarah, if you need anything, please call me anytime, 24 hours a day. How many people tell you that? And he was such a nice doctor. Then we sent a thank you letter to Dr. Griffith. Believe it or not, he acknowledged that thank you letter to us. In his own letter? His own. He sent it back. See, I mean, he sent another thank you, saying that, you know, I, I am the one supposed to thank you. I mean, in a different word. And he said, you, you let me hold your heart in my hand. So I'm supposed to thank you. So Chacha called all his three children and he said, how humble can be. And, you know, this is called humbleness. A surgeon sending, you know, we send a letter to your doctor and the and the doctor sending a letter back, is amazing. Nobody will do that. I never, never seen a doctor acknowledging the thank you letter to the patient. So clearly, I, and I, that is
2: an experience that affected us all in in more than just one way. Oh. because you saw a different way of caregiving. Yep, uh, that barely and that's not what I didn't
0: think that's what you would share. But okay. I can see how that would do that it. That is the humbleness, you know, because he bent down and he's thanking Chacha, saying that you let me hold your heart in my hand. How humble that can be. That's you
2: know? true. So, if someone was saying to you, Miss Sarah, I need your advice. I want to chase my dream tomorrow. What should I do? What would you
0: tell them? The dream is something what you wanted to do, something for your future, something that I always, you know, I always wanted to do something, you know. Or I have a dream that, you know, you pursue that dream, and you know you can do it, but there is a lot of hard work behind it, though. I mean, suppose somebody wants to uh, be a doctor or engineer or a nurse or a cook, or a chef. And it's, nothing is easy. Nothing comes very easily in your hand. You had to work, 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 work hard. You know, I remember Dr. Baski said, when he was 23 years old, he, became, he got his PhD. But when he was young, he said, he go to the mirror and he will say, good morning, Dr. Baski. You know, I heard that he was saying when Amy Jamie was in Meyerhoff scholarship. You know, that's a dream, that was a big dream that he had, and he pursued that. And in 23 years old, Dr. Baskin became, he got his PhD. That was his dream, you work hard, anything you go, you work, work, work hard, read, 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 write, 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 write. and you know, you, you memorize, and, and work towards that goal. Whatever it is, you know, that's what I would say. Any, any profession that you choose, you have to work hard. You know, working hard is the key.
2: That was good, Ma. That was very good. So, I mean, now that we've been here, you've been here over 40 years yeah. in, in America.
0: 1975,
2: yeah. You know, some some Malayalis ha- are going back to India. Is that something you would do? Oh, never. Eh?
0: <laughs> She's so sure. Yeah, I'm sure because, you know, there are so many reasons. Mm hmm. My children are not going to come with us, settle in India. Just a caveat, we do love going to India, though. No, no, you visit. Right. Not sitting down. Oh, yeah, we like to visit. Of course, we like shopping. (laughs) (laughs) We love our family, too. (laughs) Yeah, but the other thing is our children settle down here. There is no way that we are going to India. And, you know, we need our children, and the children need us. So we are not going to be separated. And the other thing is, Chacha, he cannot settle in, you know, because if any emergency happens, his all doctors are here. The cardiologist, his surgeon, his internal medicine doctor, family medicine doctor. Well, I don't think Chacha could take the heat. No, no, he, can, he cannot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we have any plan to settle down. Of course, we'll visit. No sitting down. No, no, we cannot live in India because of Chacha's, um, the background of his illness. Plus, my children are here. You know, that's our life. You know, we live for our kids. So, Mami, well, mean, now that I've come back
2: to Baltimore, are you happy?
0: That was a leading question. I know oh my, there, oh my goodness. See. Of course, we are overwhelmed. And yeah, your children are your children. I don't mean any harm, though. You know, you have a lot of families, but when it comes to your own children... And, of course, you are one of the twin. And, you know, we are very, very, very happy. And you know, I always, you know, when I, I always look forward to Amy coming home. I said, where, where is Amy? Where is Amy? Where is Amy? Oh, and, you say that about Jamie and Gina, too. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, my Jamie is here now, and Gina is, uh, you know, I always look forward to. And I talk to them almost every day. I text them, good morning. And uh, when I don't get a reply, and I will say, what happened to Gina? What happened to Amy? Why should not text? So that's a way of keeping in touch.
2: So, well, mate, before we, before we sign off, can you share the story? Because, you know, some people don't realize Jamie and I are twins.
0: Did you know that I was there, that I was coming? No, I, actually, I did not know I was having, I was carrying twins. What happened? So when I was, I was sick the whole time, though. I was throwing up and throwing up then that was throwing jamie up. And I gained only 21 pounds with the turns because most of the time I throw up. And only food I like was Burger King, double whopper, and uh, onion rings. <laughs> it's a good meal. I'm a McDonald's girl, but yeah, my then, mom's a whopper girl. So then I could feel so many hands and fingers and kicking and carrying and all that. When I go to the doctor, I'll say, oh, Uncle, I feel like I you have know, so many fingers. So then he just told me that just my feeling. That's it. So anyway, then I was in the um, I was in the delivery room. One baby came out. That was Jamie. She weighed five point five five pounds, and then you know, the the stomach was still big. And he said, "What the heck is going on?" And he said, "Check for the second baby's heart sound." And here was Amy. That's right. And Amy was fifteen minutes. Uh, 15 minutes. I came 15 minutes later. I wasn't late. Yeah, uh, 15 minutes difference. And she waited ten, And I was so happy. And uh, Chacha said that uh, double fun, double trouble. And the doctor told my husband, Chacha, that I'm going to give you two the price
2: of one. So true story. My dad was actually in the parking lot parking. And he came out to the news of, of twins. So I just share the fun all
0: over. For everyone, guys. Then uh, we had Jamie, because Jamie, name for boy and girl, which, you know, we didn't know whether it's going to be a boy or girl, but then Amy came, then Chacha came up with the name Amy, A-I-M-E-E. And I'm quite happy with it, guys. So thank you for that.
2: It was a great name. It really is. So, Mami, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know you were a little nervous. Was it okay? I think I did okay. I hope everybody will enjoy <laughs> I hope you guys do too. So until next time, guys, keep chasing. All right. Bye-bye. All right, guys. That was my mom, Sarah J. Hopefully you enjoyed our conversation. I learned some things. It was just more a good time than anything. It's not in our typical episode, but uh lots of lessons in it, nonetheless. Okay. Be humble, pursue your dreams, work hard, all of that. You guys can find the show notes over at the show notes page at amyj21.com slash episode 135. That's episode 135. And guys, if you didn't know, we are doing a survey and could use your input. You can find that also on the show notes page or visit amyj21.com slash survey. Okay. Again, that's amyj21.com slash survey. All right. Until next time, guys, keep chasing.
1: Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at ChasingDreamsHQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at chasingdreamshq.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing.